Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate his love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoy today's message. You're new here, welcome. Bayside is an awesome, uh, fun, God-centered church. And if you have any questions about who Jesus is, about what we believe as a church, these are good questions to ask because I think people shouldn't just come to a church willy-nilly and you know not ask the deep questions. And we're here for them to be asked. So come and see someone, join us for a coffee after uh, for free. We want to bless you and answer any questions that you do have. So let's give a quick round of applause for our visitors. Um, Today I get the privilege of tying a bow on the series that we have been doing. Who likes that analogy? (laughs) Tie the bow on a series that we have been doing this month we have been doing our uh, special Who Do You Say I Am, our Matthew Gospel, Who Do You Say I Am, looking at the life and who Jesus is. And um, I thought it would be good to quickly recap our month that we have. So the first week we had Chad sharing on who Jesus is, Saviour and King. Chad shared Jesus is Saviour and King. And then we had Caleb sharing Jesus is Merciful. Yes, he is. And then uh, we also had Chad sharing. We're just using him up as much as we can while we got him. Uh, Jesus is founder of a royal family. And last week I shared Jesus is bearer of burdens. Who's grateful that Jesus bears our burdens? Me. Yes. Um, I also want to congratulate you for those of you that have been reading. um, We don't always do this, but we thought it would be a good idea to encourage the church to be reading along the Gospel of Matthew uh, at the same time. And so we are on our final week of the reading plan this week. So last week, if you're joining in, you would have read chapters 14 to 18. This week, we're reading chapters 19 to 28. So you've got a good slab of scripture here. But it's also getting to the pointy end of the business. (laughs) It is getting to the pointy end. And if when you read this, um, it's almost like two different books in here. You've got the parables, you've got stories, you've got things that you've probably heard before or you may be familiar with. My personal favourite is in uh, chapter 21 where Jesus is in the temple healing people and the children are around him singing Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Who knows that kids can sometimes pick up on who Jesus is before the adults can. And I love that. If you recall, John the Baptist, he leapt in his mother's womb alongside Jesus in the womb next to him. And I think it's a good reminder for those of us that are parents, grandparents, if you work with kids in any capacity, don't underestimate how they can see Jesus. Don't underestimate what they can see in the supernatural realm and what Jesus can reveal to them because they have got a childlike faith that isn't complicated by some of the things that we may have experienced as adults, right? So I encourage you to be praying for that and to look into that for your kids, prophesy over them, have an open mind for that kind of thing. And then you'll continue as you read read all the parables, um, you'll come to the story of the crucifixion. And I recommend you take your time to read this, to soak in it, to feel the pain of Jesus. But I pray you feel the love and the hope that he has for us and our lives and our future because Jesus is the saviour of our souls. Amen? 
All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you that we get the opportunity to join together today, this beautiful Sunday morning, uh, that we can learn from your word and we can worship you. And I pray that as words are spoken, your word comes alive in our hearts, Jesus, that you do the work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, a little hint there, the title of my sermon today is Jesus is Saviour of Souls. Jesus is the Saviour of our souls. It's pretty exciting. Um, and I actually felt a real weight. I, I, do, um, I do enjoy speaking. I do love getting into the Word and delivering to you guys on a Sunday. But I really felt a weight with this one. It's not a fun... I mean, it's an excellent topic, but it's not a fun topic, right? It's a heavy, weighty, um, awesome, life-changing message. So I really wrestled with this and thought about it a lot. But what I want to do... Um, is I want to remind us of three things that I noticed when I read through these chapters today. And um, the number one thing is, number one, when Jesus went to the cross, he was prepared. Number one, Jesus prepared. And um, you know that certain days, they mark history, don't they? Certain days mark history in our calendar. We recall certain events through life from our calendar. Every year we celebrate certain things. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, Arlo, our middle son, he celebrated his sixth birthday. Our little pocket rocket is already six. He was, he was a tiny little baby. Like, he was so cute. Um, but he celebrated his birthday. Um, I think back to when I turned five, actually, just reminiscing on that this week. Um, I remember when I turned five, that was my first birthday party as a kid. Who remembers their first birthday party? It doesn't matter. Some of you are 5, 7, 10, 12, 15. Some of you didn't get it till you're an adult and you planned it yourself and uh, that's okay. Um, but I remember my first birthday party that mum and dad threw for me was when I turned five and it was a lot of fun because we lived in a little cottage out near Langhorn Creek and I remember lots of kids, birthday cake, balloons, we're running around barefoot, um, playing what's that, pass the parcel and uh, singing happy birthday and it's a really vivid memory in my mind. I mean, I get a birthday every year, but that one stuck out. Um, another event that I recall is our wedding day. Yeah, so we're nearly 13 years uh, in November. I remember our wedding day. I remember the words we said, uh, the people that were there. I remember it being a hot day, 37 degrees in the park clans. Um, in Adelaide, no breeze, and uh, there was sweat running down our backs, you know what I mean? And it wasn't because we were nervous, it's because it was so hot. Um, but if you think about what happens before big days, generally, there is preparation that goes into the event. This, there is preparation that goes into uh, planning it, is there not? So for a birthday, the mums and dads, generally the mums, are thinking about the cake for the kids. Is that right, mums? You're thinking about the cake or if someone's birthday, you know, if it's your parents' birthday, you're thinking, what can I do for them? Um, for Christmas, you've got to think about everything. And if you haven't started now, you're probably going to be a bit too late because we need to start thinking about Christmas a couple of months before, right? Get the toys. I'm not one of those people. Don't worry. I'm not one of those people. That's going to be counting down how many Fridays till Christmas. Um, but you need... <laughs> You need to start thinking about Christmas before it's Christmas week because if you've ever tried to go to Big W on Christmas week, it's mayhem, right? Yes, you need to start thinking about the meals, 
the Christmas tree, the lights, uh, the gifts. Are you going to do Secret Santa? Are you not? There's preparation that is involved with events. A baby being born. I mean, generally the mum has put in some kind of thought as to breathing techniques, read a couple of books. You're thinking about it there. And the thing is, kids don't realise the preparation that goes into the party, do they? They don't realise the preparation that goes into Christmas. They go to bed all excited and hyped up, waiting for tomorrow. And I remember last year, Caleb and I were wrapping presents at 10.30 at night, Christmas Eve. Not going to do that again this year. But we were preparing while the kids were unaware. We were preparing while the kids were unaware. In the same way, Jesus had been preparing to go to the cross while we were unaware we even needed him, while we were unaware that he was going to be the saviour of the world, he was preparing for you and for I. He was preparing for us. And I'm so grateful for it. Jesus was on a journey. Did you know, so obviously you would know that they used to walk around or you know, go on donkeys, whatnot. We talked a little bit about this last, last week. And often they would have the main part of crosses hanging on the outskirts of town. And then um, when they would crucify people, they would get them to take the crossbar. It is very likely, and they would put it on a main, main road, so in and out of the cities, it is very likely that Jesus, on his journey, on his preparation to get into the city, he would have walked past the very cross that he was to be crucified on. He would have walked past. He knew he had to be there. He knew he had to be there at Passover. He was preparing. He was preparing to walk that road to save our souls. Ephesians 1 verse 4 is, For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. I love this scripture and this is taken from Ephesians and we actually have done an Ephesians series earlier in the year. So if you haven't listened or you weren't here for that, you can check that out on our podcast. But Jesus chose us. He was preparing to choose you. He was preparing to choose me. He thought of us in his preparations for the cross and I'm so grateful for that he prepared for every need on that cross because he wanted to be the savior of our souls he prepared for every type of sin he prepared for every sickness every type of disease he prepared for every personal affliction emotional pain or wound he created an entryway for us to be blameless he was our sacrificial lamb he created a pathway for our souls to enter into eternity for him, which I am so grateful for. Jesus was prepared for this. He was prepared for you. The second thing that I noticed, and we would all be able to see, is that Jesus suffered. He suffered on the cross for us. We're going to have a read through Matthew 27, 15 to 31. If you have your Bibles, at the festival... The governor's custom was to release to the crowd a prisoner they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. 
So when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Who is it you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew it was because of envy that they had handed him over. While he was sitting on the judge's bench, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for today I've suffered terribly in a dream because of him. The chief priests and elders, however, they persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to execute Jesus. The governor asked them, which of the two men do you want me to release for you? Barabbas, they all answered. Pilate asked them, what should I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? And they all answered, crucify him. Then he said, why? What has he done wrong? But they kept shouting all the more, crucify him, crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that a riot was starting instead, he took some water, washed his hands in front of the crowd and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. All the people answered, his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them and after having Jesus flogged, handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers, they took Jesus into the governor's residence and gathered the whole company around him. They stripped him, dressed him in a scarlet robe. They twisted a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and placed a staff in his right hand. And they knelt down before him and mocked, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him, they took the staff, and kept hitting him on the head. After they had mocked him, they stripped him of the road, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to crucify him. You know, like a birthday, like an anniversary, you know, these are good situations that we remember. When I was considering how to pre prepare today, what to share, I thought it's so important for us to remember this. It's so important for us to go over this. Let's not forget the basis of our Christian faith is this moment right here. And I thought, what else can I preach but the gospel, but the story of Jesus, but the sacrifice that he made for you. And he suffered. He suffered. Not only did they rip apart his back, but they put thorns on his head, they mocked him, they completely humiliated him, stripped him naked, put him, put him in a purple robe, which was to say, oh, look at you, you're a king, you're a king. They absolutely were cruel to him. Then they gave him a scepter or some versions say a reed, like a little flimsy, you know, something you'd pick off the side of a river um, and just completely tormented and humiliated him. And then they took the reed. They went from punishing and humiliating to being cruel. They hit him on the head. They spat on him. They all kept punching him on the head. It was a real ordeal. And this is even before he gets to the cross, right? Jesus suffered, but he did not suffer in vain. He did not suffer in vain. He was then taken on the longest route that they could through the city so as many people could see him as possible. There they crucified him. And if you read this part in your Bible this week, you see this is just literally one sentence. Then they crucified him. Because in those days, crucifixion was um, more of a common thing and they all knew how horrible it was, how horrendous it was. They didn't have to go into detail about the things they did. All they had to say was they crucified him and us as the reader, wow, it is big news. Not only was he pierced through a major artery on his wrist, which caused intense 
pain and cramps and vice-like grips on his hands for any time that Jesus needed to take a breath. And don't worry, guys, there's good news. I know this is somber, I know this is somber, but it's important for us to remember any time that Jesus had to take a breath, he had to push himself up on the nails on his feet and hoist up his arms so he could take a breath. And, And that would just rip apart his back even more because he was flogged. The Romans didn't invent crucifixion, but they certainly perfected it so it caused the most possible pain. The good news is Jesus was thinking of us. We know that it was only his pure blood that was going to be shed that could make a way for us to be in his kingdom today. And the third thing that we see, Jesus overcame. Jesus overcame death. This is a pretty gruesome part of our history, but it's not something we should just touch on on Good Friday. It's something that we need to be reminded of. We go, you know what? There was a price paid for um, my life. There was a price paid for my soul because Jesus is saviour of our souls. While on that cross, he prepared the way. He was thinking of you and I years and years and thousands of years in advance because he wanted you to be in his kingdom. He suffered because of us and he overcame. Could you imagine what the devil was thinking when he saw Jesus on the cross, when he saw him dying? He thought, yes, we've won because he, he doesn't know what's going to happen, guys. He would have been celebrating. That would have, hell would have been rejoicing. But guess what? Three days later, three days later, he rose again. He rose again. He overcame everything. And I'm excited about that. I want us to be excited because Jesus is saviour of our souls. He wants to get to know you so intimately. He died and he bled for you. He bled for us. And I am so grateful for that today. I am so grateful. He prepared, he thought of us, he suffered, he paid the price, he was our sacrificial lamb and he made a way, he overcame for us to be reunited with him because he's saviour of our souls. And I thought what better way for us to wrap up this series as we head into our 20th birthday next month, as we head into our special September than for us to take communion together in remembrance of Jesus, in remembrance of who he is and what he's done for us. We're going to share that together. So I'm just going to invite the team up, the music team. Thank you, guys. And if you're watching at home, go and grab, uh, grab some juice, grab some bread, grab some wine, and uh, I'll invite you to join with, in with us because this is for any time. Jesus encourages us to take communion in remembrance of him anytime. So I invite you to join us today. Now practically we've got two serving stations, one at the back and one over here. So I invite you to come and gather your elements. We're just going to worship. We're going to set, set an atmosphere of praise, set an atmosphere of thanks, an atmosphere of triumphant worship. And let's just seek God together. Now bring us back together and we'll eat and drink. Thanks, guys. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day. Bye.